Walter Green came from humble beginnings before going on to establish his own company. He proudly served as the CEO for nearly 30 years, growing it to 1,400 employees. By itself, that's a remarkable life already, but it's not what I find so memorable about him. It's not what he wrote his memoir about. No, the most remarkable thing about Walter Green is what happened after he sold off his shares of the company and retired. He began to reflect on what really mattered most to him as he looked back at life. He realized that many people live their entire lives without ever knowing the true impact that they've had on others. He knew he couldn't solve that for everybody, but he sure could do his own part to tell the people in his life that had made an impact. He started off by recognizing that everything he had achieved in life came with the help and inspiration of others who had supported him over the years. He learned to be diligent and methodical in whatever he set his mind to, so that's how he decided to approach the project that was beginning to form in his mind. He began by making a list. In all, he settled on a list of 44 names. These were the 44 people who had impacted his life in incomparable ways. He was determined to express his gratitude to each and every one of them. Now, most of us might start off with a phone call or even a well-penned letter written on maybe a nice stationery, but not Walter. No, he knew that the only way he could truly express the depth of his gratitude was by saying it in person. It's a journey that would require him to cross highways and oceans, but he couldn't imagine a better use of his now considerable resources. Once he had his list, he began making phone calls to set up the meetings. In each conversation, he explained what he was trying to do. In almost every case, the person on the other line was stupefied. Are you dying? They asked him. No, no, he replied. And then he would go on to explain his belief in gratitude and how it had to be expressed. All in all, it took him a full year to meet and speak with the 44 people who had shaped his life. He said that in each and every conversation was to him the greatest treasure imaginable. Each was a one-of-a-kind work of art. Walter Green spent a year expressing gratitude, and it's the best thing that he could have done. He could have spent his money on a pastime like golf or yachting. He could have bought the nicest and most comfortable clothes. He could have afforded to eat at the finest foods in the world's top restaurants. But for him, that food would not have been enough to sustain his soul. This week's Torah portion, Akev, takes place at the end of another long and illustrious career. Moses has led the Israelite people, our spiritual ancestors, through the wilderness to the promised land over the course of 40 years. It is in this week's Torah portion that Moses utters the now famous words, Kilo al halechem levado adam. It is not on bread alone that a person is sustained. Ki al kol motzafi adonai. 
but by all that issues forth from the mouth of God. Bread alone will not sustain you. Food alone, physical sustenance, is not what gives you life. Parnasa, your, your income, your livelihood, your material existence, is not what gives you life, sustains you, and gives your life meaning. It is not on bread alone that a person is sustained. Rather, it is by all that issues from the mouth of God. It is the still, quiet voice within you that drives you toward a life of meaning. It's not always easy to hear the voice of God. You have to take the effort and reflect quietly. You have to listen. You have to listen carefully, and you have to listen often. It is the demands of material existence, earning that dough which so often distracts us and drowns us drowns out that still small voice. If you're in school, it's that feverish momentum toward achieving academic excellence, choosing a major, deciding what livelihood will give you the competitive advantage over your peers and net you the most income. If you're early in your career, it's all it is the at times suffocating pressure to move fast and break things, to be innovative and get the next raise, the next promotion, be noticed by the bigger, better firm. Get the nice car, the stable home, the lifestyle trappings that f you use to fill your ideal Instagram feed. Those are the distractions. Mostly, they're necessary. We all want to feel like we are as successful and accomplished as our peers. We all want to establish the best possible lives for ourselves and our families. If you're late in your career or retired, you're not immune. We all have material needs that must be met. We all have worries about money and how we stack up compared to our peers or how our children stack up. But that alone is not what sustains us. The high holidays are coming up soon. What will sustain you for the next year? For Walter Green, it was a radical experiment in gratitude. It came at exceptional financial expenses. He traveled between continents, but he ended up with a much greater treasure than he started. If you're starting a new phase in your life, what will sustain you for the next four years? What about the next 40 years? I've heard so many answers from many different people. Some people are sustained by the energy they get from traveling and exploring the cultures of the world. Some people are sustained by feeding those in need in our community. Some people are sustained by the joy of seeing a child learn something new. By the way, we're always taking applicants for the Sunday school. <laughs> Some people are sustained by the acts of creation or discovery, new ideas, new art, new music, new paradigms. I spoke to someone just this week who's sustained by knowing that every day he wakes up is another day that cancer didn't win. We are not sustained by bread alone. It is not our material needs alone that must be satisfied. We also have to sustain a sense of wonder and a sense of meaning. That is what keeps us alive. 
all that issues forth from the mouth of God. So put aside all of the noise that accompanies your material life. Listen for the voice of God in that silence. Listen carefully. Listen often. It is what will sustain you for a year, for four years, or for 40 years of purposeful wandering through the wilderness. Shabbat Shalom.